Hello everybody and welcome back to You're On Crackmate, the podcast where we talk about movies, films, those two things are the same. This is going well. This week I am delighted to introduce someone with whom I work very closely with and have yet to meet in person. The very wonderful, the lovely Amy Rapier. How are you getting on? doing pretty good i have to say that has been one of the worst things about all this remote working is that ever since i started at what culture i've met two people in person and that was for my interview uh i very rarely get to actually talk to people oh my god that's actually first of all you've actually met somebody for an interview my interview was all done you know remotely as well so even that's that's cool um to, I, i'm gonna ask you a load of questions now in a bit so actually note to self ask about that but first of all yes hello how are you today I'm doing pretty good, thank you. I'm a bit tired before this. I've got a few more things packed into boxes for my move. But overall, it's a pretty winning day in the whole. Excellent, excellent. How I'm, are you yourself? How are you doing? I am not too bad at all. I am not too bad. I um, have had a nap, so it's pretty good as days go. Um, mm. Yeah, which which is good because I didn't get an awful lot of sleep last night because I decided I was going to watch Godzilla King of the Monsters. And then sure, you'd be rude if you didn't watch Go- Godzilla, or not Godzilla, King Kong Skull Island after that as well. Um, I The one thing that I think of when anyone mentions Skull Island, I, I don't know if you know what I'm about to say, that scene um, with the man with the grenade where he tries to sacrifice yep. himself and then just get punted. That is the only thing. That plays on repeat in my head. It's it's in there. I think it's one of those kind of... As the movie goes on, you start to go, hang on, are they taking this seriously or not? Because something will happen, you'll be like, yeah, this is a really serious film. And then something else will happen, and you're like, what? Uh, what? What? Like, surely they had to know that was funny, but they went at it so seriously. And everyone was crying, and there was this dramatic music, and I was like... How did nobody look at this and say, guys, that's categorically hilarious? Like, I, I was out there, I was, I, I had a, a beverage of something in my hand, which may have contributed to the fact that I didn't get an awful lot of sleep last night. <laughs> um, and yes, I did suddenly snort that across the floor. <laughs> that's the sign of a good scene, is when you can no longer keep the beverage in your mouth. Uh, <laughs> that's the measure. <laughs> I, I know someone, someone is listening to this right now who has probably seen me do that exact thing and be like, ah, oh, Sean, I thought you'd, t- I thought you'd fixed that. <laughs> Sean, we've talked about this. Not again. <laughs> um, What was I going to say? So I'm going to ask you all of your deepest, darkest secrets and everything now this evening. So just I hope you've prepared a dossier. But mm-hmm. um, really, really quickly. So what we have, obviously, the first thing that we have in common is we both write for the wonderful what culture. And I was mm-hmm. wondering... How did your life bring you from birth to what culture? What 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 kind of what what happened to you, Amy? What happened? I actually got so lucky just stumbling across what culture because um, uh, I started there doing freelance stuff, and that was because I just graduated from uni. Um, I went to the uni of Leeds. I'm I'm Leeds based Woo-hoo. for now. Um, and my friend had been doing some some writing, maybe a couple of articles. Um stuff like quizzes uh and he'd mentioned it to me and I was like oh I should look into doing something like that whilst I'm looking for like a full-time thing um I was freelancing on some other random stuff it was a weird mix I was doing voices for um educational data protection videos um as well as doing the writing and a couple of other weird things uh and I decided I was going to send a um an application video 
to what culture because i was like well if i'm applying to be an editor a video editor and a voiceover person I may as well send them a mm-hmm. video um so i made this horrible just what culture video but it was like 10 reasons you oh. should hire me um and i i personally now i'm like that's so embarrassing but hey it worked if it helps you stand out i mean that is first of all i need to see that <laughs> that is staying in the vaults that's never come when i found out that um it had been shown to a couple of people i've never been more mortified in my life i was like that should never have been viewed ever uh but it worked i thought everyone would be doing it because it seems like a like a clear thing to do like oh yeah we'll just remake a video um but then i was told that no like i think i'm the only person that did that and i was like hey if it works um so yeah freelance for a little bit um made like general videos this was before i got more into the Mm. horror channel and then I went for my interview in Newcastle. Obviously, it was possible for me to actually do an in-person interview because I'm I'm just a little bit closer um, <laughs> just, than you are. Just, just, just a smidge. I mean, like, you know, how many oceans are between you and, and the office? <laughs> Not enough, frankly. Um, <laughs> but I just popped up to Newcastle for the day and did the interview. Um, and honestly, I was like, if I don't get this job now and I've travelled all the way to Newcastle, I'm going to be so annoyed. Um, but luckily I did. Um and I do consider myself very lucky coming across that because it was so soon after graduating from uni and especially with coming out of uni into a pandemic, people were not looking at the best circumstances for be like entering the working world. Yeah, no, definitely not. Definitely. I mean, it just everyone was obviously so uncertain. So you had the normal kind of, oh my God, how will I ever get a job in this kind of industry anyway? Mm-hmm. And then, yes, you have someone decides to sneeze and you're like, oh, this might go badly. Uh, <laughs> 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 just to completely sum up all of 2020, somebody sneezed and it went a <laughs> bit downhill from there. Um it's like when you cough in public and everyone looks at you and you're like, oh, no. <laughs> I was actually just, granted, I was I was in a shop today, right, uh, as I want to do. And I was, I, was, I was just in there like a couple of minutes and then I kind of went, oh, my God, I've forgotten my mask. I've done that. I feel so guilty as well, especially because if I've got like got it around my neck or if I'm mm. holding it, I'm walking around a shop and suddenly I'm like... I look like I've done this on purpose. <laughs> you're, you're kind of like, I feel so bad, I feel so bad. And yet I'd be the very same person that I'll be, you know, tomorrow I'll be in the shop with my mask, judging somebody for not wearing yeah. a mask walking in. Oh, yeah. So, I am not afraid to say I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I will judge. I don't care. I'll judge. Like, my basis is, like, my mum, by all accounts, shouldn't be able to breathe in a mask by what these people say. She's got, like, horrible asthma. Thanks, mum, for nice, that. I got that, nice. too. Um, and she's got like all sorts of problems and she can still wear a mask. So when I see people out there, I'm like, there's no way, there's no way. Yeah, like, you know, if you'd no ears, I might give you a bit of a pass. It'd be a bit hard <laughs> to put a mask on, but even then you just get a clip, like, you know. Yeah, or like a nice tie around. Be around, you know? be around. Uh, speaking of body horror, um, so, <laughs> so yes, thank you, Great thank segue. you. Uh, <laughs> I've always wanted to use that. Um, what culture horror? So this is would would this now be? Mm. So is horror what attracted you to what culture? Like when you saw, oh look, what culture is a thing? Was it I want to do what culture horror? Is it I want to do anything with moving pictures? Was there something that really gra- gravitated you toward it the most? I think the the main thing, as general as it sounds, is that 
I've always been very passionate about film and TV. I was much more interested in sort of TV when I was a bit younger. And then when I went to uni and I started going to the cinema a lot more often, I ended up like falling in love with with film. Um, and from there, I've just become a, a huge film person. And that was what attracted me, even in its most general form. I was like, I would love to work with something to do with film. And um, the horror aspect of that actually was a complete coincidence. Um, because only about a year prior had I developed any interest whatsoever in horror films. Um, and it just so happened that when I joined What Culture, um, unfortunately, Ash had just left. Um, and so they were kind of looking for someone um, to help supplement the, the amount of horror content being made. And I fell into it and I found I actually really liked doing stuff for the horror channel. People are very nice on the horror channel. People can not be so nice I, on the main I ones. I know what you mean. That's kind of, like, y- y- there's kind of like this idea of like, oh my God, some uh, such and such is into horror. <gasps> they must have issues. They must have problems. They're all so lovely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Because I, I, I don't really read the comments on videos. I'm not trying to destroy my own self-esteem here. Like, come on. Um... But the couple of times I looked when I first started making videos, people on the horror channel were mm-hmm. so welcoming and like lovely. And they would like they'd really interact. And like if I end a video by saying like, oh, what do you think of this movie? People would give me really interesting opinions or recommendations. I was like this. This is a good place. Yeah, to Yeah, 100 percent. And like you're so right as well. So it's it is it's the minority of people but like you kind of read through and you're like oh yeah this is everything's going well this is going well oh okay i'll just hop off that bridge then that you've told me to hop off all right thanks very much random commenter i appreciate you appreciate you saying that thank you thank you uh well my favorite ones are the very gendered ones um so the people that get really upset that i'm a woman talking about movies um and say stuff like oh you, you have you tried brushing mm-hmm. your hair sweetheart and putting some makeup on and stuff um but it did bring me joy to see about five other people pile onto that comment and tell him where to go. Um, so I've got defenders. Good, good. I'm glad. Jeez, the, the absolute state of some of these people. Like, oh my gosh. Like, as you say, commenting on a picture. Just like, this is a video about like 10 yeah. body parts that were ripped off in the most interesting ways. Like, what the hell, man? <laughs> That's kind of an incredible idea. That sounds like something I would watch. I'd be like, I mean, how many interesting ways can you rip off an arm? <laughs> I've got to find out. I'll get the list. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, can I ask, what exactly did you study in uni? Like, what was and what still is the repair career path? What, where, where, where do you, where do you, when you are on your deathbed next year, what do you want to look back and go? Here is, um, I can't see the future. Uh, here, here's what I wanted my career to be. Here's what it was. Um, well, I studied journalism because um, it got to whatever you know when you're like seventeen, suddenly you have to decide what you're oh, yeah. doing with your life, and you're literally a teenager with no idea. Um, and one of my teachers at my college told me that journalism degrees existed. Um, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Because <laughs> I'd always been interested in um, like video editing and that kind of thing, but not necessarily in filmmaking. So I didn't really know where to go with that in terms of degrees. And then I was like, well, I love documentaries um, and I love the idea of storytelling and news. So I went for that, initially thinking I wanted to work in news, um, in like a, a newsroom and that kind of studio. And then after about one year of my degree, I was like, nope, no way, not a chance, um, not for me. 
so for the most part, I thought I wanted to go into working mm. in TV. Um, and I did some time at different TV studios making um, like light entertainment type things. Um, and then I just really wasn't sure. So it was really the experience of starting to do the freelancing and then starting to do the like what culture stuff is I was like, I actually really like digital. I really like having the creative freedom to edit my own videos and things like that as well. And that was really important. That is kind of, that's like, that is one of the fantastic things about the channel is there is a lot of freedom to experiment. Now, obviously we're, we kind of have to go, we need to do something that will attract attention. Um, A couple of times I have caught myself going, all right, how do you take an idea and make it clickbaity yet still have it be Mm -hmm. a good idea? So, it is encouraging creativity in that way. Do you ever find do mm. you find yourself struggling a little bit with say headings particularly? Yes. Yeah, and thumbnails as well. It took me so long and um, I'm still not there. How like some people can just visualize them. They've just got a perfect thumbnail in mind. I can't do it. I'm trying. I I, I do you ever do, I I I've done a couple where I'm just like, yeah, I'm really really happy with this. I'm really really happy with this and then you kind of go like someone else just looks at it and says I see what you were going for. This is terrible, but I like the idea. Yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah. So that's where I'm kind of sitting. It's like, I can yeah. potentially give you an idea. I couldn't possibly make it because I'm awful and I'm a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> I do also, the problem of like the, the arrows oh. and everything to me now looks naked if it doesn't have an arrow on it. it. Like, I have nothing in this picture I need to be pointing to, nothing I need to emphasize. But I feel I need an arrow in there. If there's no arrow, I just will not watch your video. Simple as. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it the is. eternal struggle. It is. It's like, what are you trying to signify with the arrow? Click the bloody link. That's what I'm trying to signify. <laughs> Should really just arrow it down to like the channel name or subscribe or whatever. <laughs> um, and so in terms of, say... In terms of your writing as well, um, what, you know, when, say, did you start writing and has it always been kind of journalism, that kind of aspect or, you know, have you ever dabbled in, like, say, fiction or, you know, that kind of scribblings that people may or may not ever read? I wish, I wish I could write fiction. I always, I I get ideas of, like, this would make a really cool story, whether that translated into like a novel or like a, um, a not like a, oh my God, what's it called? A, like a script, a screenplay. Um, <laughs> completely lost the word there. Oh my That's God. That's all right. You probably saw my face. I was like, I, 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 I don't know. Is it a window? Um, okay. It's a door. <laughs> okay. I'm trying to read this mime. So I was not exactly quick on the uptake there either. You just witnessed my brain fall out of my ear. That's what just happened. <laughs> uh, I'll put it but in the thumbnail. I have the ideas. I just, I don't have the like the creative writing mind to execute them, especially in terms of something like creating a story that is told over a long period. Um, I definitely have more of a non-fiction mind in terms of writing. So I've always enjoyed um, sort of the journalistic type writing. I love research. That's a really sad thing to say, but I love research. All through uni, everyone was like, oh, I hate referencing. I hate getting sources. I hate reading these papers. I was like, that's the, that's the best bit. <laughs> getting to the end and having about 50 sources. I'm like, yeah. Like that, that is, like, 
on the one hand, don't get me wrong, nerd. Oh, but yeah. on the other hand, but it, it's really, it, I find myself a lot of times, you know, going IMDb trivia. I live mm-hmm. on Wikipedia. I probably use Wikipedia way more than I should, but big up to Wikipedia. Um, like, I love that kind of thing. And you're dead right. It, it makes all research projects that we work on, it makes it obviously, but the more research you do, the better mm. kind of scope that you get. It's great. And yet I will be the person, like, you know, they say list uh, a minimum of 10 sources. I mean, there will be 10. There will not be 11. There will be 10. <laughs> it's a talent. You know, I go overboard um, and you're efficient. You're, you're tight to the deadline. You're tight to the brief. You know, it, it's it's a good thing. Sending you a few of my assignments uh, because <laughs> you clearly know what you're at, which is great. Uh, is there anything so far yet that you haven't done that you want to do? That's it's hard because a lot of the the things that I think any of us want to do or try is so limited by the obvious situation, um, mm. and so I've seen a lot of stuff that the guys have done before in terms of going to actual real life events so the one that comes to my head is stuff like the wrestling events which wouldn't be me because i know nothing about wrestling nothing at all um mm. but the same right. kind of thing is like seeing some of the stuff they've got to do previously with events and doing stuff like quizzes and just doing like the chatty videos in person in a studio together um just really appeals to me and i i i know i'll get there eventually but that's the stuff that i'm really excited for I, I agree because I think before ever contributing to the channel, I was a fan <laughs> of the channel as well. I used to enjoy watching the Talking Heads videos. The uh, there's, there's a few of those quiz videos. I'm just like, I want to do that. I want to be in the office with them. Um, which kind of sounds weird now, though, because these are yeah. colleagues now. So you're kind of like, oh, I've been, I've been creeping on you for years. <laughs> like yeah. That was my favorite thing was when I got the job. Um I didn't realise that quite a few of my friends like consume the content, especially stuff um, on the wrestling and the gaming channels. Um, so people would be like, oh my God, do you know Adam? And I was like, well, first of all, we've got about eight of them. So which one are you talking about? Um, <laughs> and then they'd be like, oh my God, you you know Adam from the, from what culture? You know Adam from the wrestling channel? Blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, great guy. Really, 10 out of 10 would recommend. Lovely guy. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he's, he's dead so so like what's he like he's he's he's, he's a dude like he's he's, he's, yeah. he's, he's nice like, he's yeah. just a guy he's just a really he's a good guy that's all you can say because it's like what what else can you say like well it's the bit where he sleeps hanging upside down but like you know it, oh, I think everybody knows that, that. Yeah. we're not meant to talk oh, about that oh yeah yeah i mean why'd you bring it up um so yeah, moving swiftly swiftly along <clears throat> Uh, so politics, no. Um, so- <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Yeah, just nice, nice, nice kind of casual uh, sidebar there. Um, the So you mentioned that you are moving house at the moment, which is, of course, the most stress-free uh, thing that anyone can do ever. Um, do you have far to go and uh, <laughs> do you need a hand moving? <laughs> I mean... I know that moving is, uh, is most people's, you know, the pastime. It's a hobby. Uh, it's something yep. that everyone enjoys. Um, but this is going to be quite a, a big move because this is the, the transition on moving up to Newcastle um, so that I can actually be in the office when things start. And it's looking like by the time I manage to get fully moved into wherever I end up there, we should be able to be going into the office, which will be nice. Um, 
but it is about three or so hours drive i'd say um only if it's kind of bad traffic um it okay. could be quicker but it's not gonna be <laughs> um, I, I, is it one of those things it could be quicker but it also legally shouldn't be quicker is oh, it one yeah. of those as well yeah <laughs> if we sped the whole way get there in one it'll be fine um Grand. but yeah it's uh it's me and my boyfriend are moving so we've got a lot of stuff uh gonna have to hire a van i can't drive um i can't ever drive uh because i'm narcoleptic and i would fall asleep at the wheel and that would not oh. be what anyone wants um N- so no 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 i know it's uh it's not something that i think is worth the risk and neither do the doctors <laughs> yeah i agree although like i suppose this could be a bit of a grim grim piece of humor but be one way to make sure you go out in your sleep I've never had that one before, and I have to—I thoroughly enjoyed it. Excellent. Really? Excellent. Oh, I—I I feel both awful and wonderful at the same time. <laughs> well, you have to joke about it because otherwise, it's just ugh. Like you have to—it's one of those things that if you—if you don't kind of laugh at it yourself, then it's just one of those really annoying, aggravating things in life. Um, like I—I I have to joke about. Like uh, I spoke to Jules a while ago, um, and I was joking about how when I get into the office people are going to have the fun experience of watching me have a sleep attack and it looks it doesn't look good it <laughs> i i look in a bad way um and i will just fall asleep on a desk i'll just go um and it does in a way it's terrifying but it's also very funny if you think about it mid conversation i'm out <laughs> I, I i i like i assume not that you would ever uh do it for this reason but it must be a handy way to get out of a boring conversation <laughs> I would love to test that. I, I wait for the scenario I'm in where I need to get out of conversation that badly that I just hit the deck. It's like, Amy, look, we need to talk to you about this. Pre- Amy, Amy. Go on. And uh, you, you'll, you'll notice now, I now have a, a, a voice uh, impressionist who will be playing Amy for the rest of this episode. Um, <laughs> do, 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 well, actually... Now, if you don't mind, I'd just like to ask you, just, you know, in terms of, say, a sleep attack, do you have, how much kind of warning do you get? Like, can you kind of go, oh, I will now put my head down, or is it... Yeah. Yeah, like, do you get a little bit of, I can feel it coming on, or... Luckily, I do, I have a couple, I have a few seconds warning, and um, so what I have is not the narcolepsy that most people picture, where you can be walking, like, walking your dog, and then just hit the floor like you can just pass out there's different types there's like type one and type two and there's subsets um so what i have is called idiopathic hyper idiopathic hypersomnolence um which is like diet narcolepsy um so (laughs) what a description um so i'm less likely to do things like falling asleep whilst standing or walking uh which is very good and i consider myself very lucky on that front um but I do get a couple seconds warning where the the way I've always had to describe it to like GPs and stuff is it sort of feels like someone's got a big a pillow and wrapped it around your head and it's like pressing on it, um, which is a weird sensation. Mm. And then like my neck starts to sort of go droopy and then I go. Um, so I get a few seconds notice, which usually means I can put my head down or I can put my head on my hands um, and stuff like that. Yeah. Wow, that's actually, uh, it's it's very, because I 
presume is, is this sorry uh, forgive my ignorance is this a lifelong thing are you born with this or is this something that develops as you grow um I, it's it's like it's i just have to say it as well because people say like oh sorry i don't know about this i didn't know anything about this until several years into having it like i just thought like oh god i'm just tired mm. no like it's something that nobody knows or talks mm. about which is so weird to to me especially as someone who's been living it with it for a long time it's like why does nobody have why does nobody talk about it why does nobody have any clue um because like the amount of people including myself who then go for years being like oh i'm just tired mm. and go to gps and the gps say just get more sleep and stuff like that um because it's just not widely recognized um and i guess part of that is the lack of research is then that we don't actually know what causes it um a lot of different things they think can cause it um but what it comes from is a lack of um a neurotransmitter called hippocretin um which is what regulates your sleep wake cycle um so i don't have it like nearly enough of that <laughs> so my body goes on a mad one uh whereas a person who has a normal amount is able to have like your normal um circadian rhythms and you go to sleep and you wake up at a sensible time and then you don't sleep in the day <laughs> yeah um for the most part so basically so now i know what to get you for christmas okay that's good um <laughs> But, uh, that, okay, so that must be, you know, when it comes to, say, any kind of career, like, it's obviously something you need to factor into your day. So, if, uh, this will sound like I'm joking, but actually, I mean this seriously, if, say, we do end up okay. in the office together, if an attack like this comes on, are you to be left alone? Does somebody come over to wake you up? Is it, again, like, you're just like, oh, grand, should be grand a couple of minutes, or is it, you know... Go and give her a shake. Yeah, it's very strange like that. It is literally just a case of you just have to leave me to it. And then after it can range from anywhere from like under a minute to I think the longest has ever like 20 or so minutes. Um, and then it just it just lifts. It's literally like a, I mean, like a cloud has been pulled out of your head and then you're just awake again. Um, and it's it's very strange and it's a weird sensation. Um and if someone is to try and like wake me up whilst I'm having this, chances are I'll react, but I won't. I won't mm. wake up. You know, like um, I'll react and I might be able to lift my head up momentarily, but I will just fall back into it. Um, which is, it's it's definitely weird um, for for people to see. Yeah, I, I suppose because you know me get that i am i'd be like ah that's great you know come over i uh, wake up now come on was it a late night last night <laughs> and then everyone else in the room going like you are awful you are a terrible human being please stop just give you a little thumbs up and then immediately yeah. back down she's grand look at her like god's sake um but no i mean that's that that must it, it, it is is it frustrating or is it at this point are you like so used to it that it's just oh okay well here we go again or Hmm. It is, without a doubt, the most annoying thing. Like, um, I guess I'm very lucky in the in the way that I can say this this condition I have is more annoying than it is debilitating or painful. That's a very good thing to be able to say. Um, but good God, is it annoying? I miss my bus stops. Um, I missed half of my bloody degree um, and just all bits and bobs like that um, that make doing things a bit more difficult or a bit more unexpected 
and um the way i used to get so frustrated with how people would react but not realizing that they have no idea what's going on so stuff like one of the ones that always sticks with me is um i used it happens a lot if i'm sat down for long periods of time for example if i'm taking a bus or train somewhere um there's like a 50 50 percent chance it's going to happen um and people think it's funny because i don't know maybe it looks like i'm on drugs maybe it looks like i'm having a seizure i've had people taking pictures of me um i've had people laughing at me and like pointing and stuff um which i see obviously when i snap back out of it and it's not a good feeling and in a way it's like that's just not very nice in public you should know better than that but also it's like i guess they they have no idea that this is a thing maybe they just think i'm really sleepy and that's really funny oh that's i i mean i'm sure i'm sure there's probably been when you think of those kind of like tiktok videos where someone is caught you know action shot and i'm sure most of them where somebody looks silly is probably deliberate there's a lot of silly people out there but yeah there can be a lot of mm-hmm. uh, misunderstanding and um, and do you know either know personally or have you had a chance to get to know anyone who has you know a similar experience or a similar diagnosis one person actually who i um i went to high school with her and with a lot of like chronic conditions and like long-term things that will be with you for life um it can take a really long time to get a diagnosis and i first started speaking to this girl she was in the year above me at school and she was in the progress of getting her diagnosis when she was in year 11 doing her GCSEs and I just remember because she was talking to me and she was saying about how um the the exam the exam exam invigilators um have let her bring a pillow into the exams with her so if she has an attack um one of them can bring it to her or she can pick it up and put it on the table because she has a a far more severe type than i do um so her she gets something called cataplexy which is her entire body just goes limp Um, okay which is obviously much scarier in terms of keeping yourself safe Mm -hmm. um so yeah i spoke to her and it took quite a while for her to get her diagnosis and she was sort of encouraging me and saying like don't give up um because for about seven years solidly, I was told by doctors that I either was lying, um, that they weren't going to test me because I was a teenage girl, or um, being real for a second, it's because I have on my file that I've struggled with depression. They would say, you're just sleepy because you're depressed. I'd be like, no, I'm, I'm literally falling asleep talking to people. Um, they went, it's your depression, don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> and it took until i i had finally saw this one doctor who i'd never seen before and i described it to her and said oh but they all you know they all say it's depression so you know maybe i'm crazy and she just looked me dead in the eye she was like i have been a doctor for 25 years what you're describing is not depression i'm referring you to a neurologist right now thank god mm-hmm. um... as easy as that it took one person listening to what i was saying seven years later i got a diagnosis first of all i am so sorry that you went through that because that is just like ridiculous it is it's insane if you think about it especially with the range of different conditions and illnesses that have this kind of wait time and people are just having to carry on living their lives 
with no diagnosis, no medication. It's even sometimes as simple as having something written down. So if you start a new job or if you're a kid, you start a new school, you can explain to people like, this is why I am like this. This is how you can help. It's so, so important. Exactly. And then, you know, through obviously no faults of your own or for anyone's own, you then have to explain, you know, this to... Uh, I'm, I'm trying to think of maybe social situations where, you know, as, as a kid, you know, oh, um, is, is, is Amy okay? And whereas, imagine, I don't know if it's as simple as, you know, okay, here's a card with an explanation on it. Oh, okay, great, leave her alone for a few minutes mm. and she'll be fine. Yeah, it's just stuff like that. It just blows my mind that there's so many people as well with such more, like, life-changing conditions than I have that are having that same thing of seven, eight years to have just a piece of paper that says... Oh no, you were right. <laughs> uh, like I would, you know, in it's obviously awful that you had to go through it for so long. But like, be almost to the point where like, right, let's fucking celebrate. By the way, swear if you like on this podcast, I forgot to say. Oh, fantastic! Um, <laughs> I forgot to say. Um, like, grand, let's actually celebrate the fact that there's a fucking diagnosis at last. You know, there is something so distinct, like. I felt like a proper saddo when I finally got the little letter from the NHS and it said on there, this is what you've got. This is your results and you've got no bloody hippocretin. You've not got it and you're sick. I've never been so happy to get a letter saying I'm unwell. <laughs> <laughs> it was a celebration. I was so happy. I sent it to my mum. I sent it to my brother, to my boyfriend, to all my friends. I was like, bloody look at this. I was right. Suddenly, all of them, all of the support network were like, oh, God, she wasn't lying. Oh, uh, right. Uh, can't, uh, delete that WhatsApp thread, guys. Delete it. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, no, that's, that's like, just that moment of, like, you know, we have dreadful news for you. The test is positive. Yes! Yes! <laughs> um, oh, the utter celebration. I was like, I should get this shit framed. This should go on the wall. I'll highlight it I'll do illustrations I don't care I need to display this do a reaction video to finally get the news um, <laughs> um, and at, at, at what age did you say that you got the diagnosis that's so hard because it's I feel like I struggle to remember a time where it wasn't something I struggled with mm. so the oh the diagnosis diagnosis was literally earlier this year Wow. Yeah. And I started from what I can remember having the problems when I was 13 or 14. Okay. I'm 22. Grand. Cool. Thank you for answering. By the way, I was, I was not going to ask that question. I was just like, oh, Jesus, how do I, how do I phrase this? So, uh, so. Oh, no, I completely, my brain just did not connect. <laughs> oh, here. I feel like, you know, how do I say this? Amy, you look as old as the hills, but you were also saying you've only been going through this for about seven years. I'm, I'm of course, joking, just as I rapidly get myself cancelled there. Um, <laughs> Grant, that's, that's, a, that's a long time to mm. be dealing with this and trying to get, you know, someone to to get you a diagnosis. Um, but by the way, feel free to name and shame every one of those doctors who said you were lying, <laughs> by the way. We will, we'll start a thread. I'll make a list. I'll put the links to their GP surgeries in the description. <laughs> so bloody lootly, yeah. Do not go to the following. Uh, oh. um, but no, con- like in the spirit of I'm delighted you got So congratulations that you have a diagnosis. Thank you. That is, that is fantastic. Well, and what is it now? Is is it, you know, medication? Is it is there kind of a... F- would a physical therapy have any effect? Probably not because it's chemical. So, mm. it, it, 
there's a number of medications um, that you can try. Um, so that's what the, the the next step is really. Obviously, obviously everything's been a bit delayed because of priority with COVID, which I absolutely don't have a problem with. Yeah. Um, so it's just going to be a case now of trying a couple of different medications. I'm trying one now and then we'll try another one and just see sort of um, which one helps the most and which one does the most. Because um, it's it's been quite in in waves throughout my life of how bad things have got right now i'm riding a pretty good wave in comparison to how i have been which is excellent um but it's also it's the case of making sure that i have the contingency for if things get worse again and i have that kind of support the chemical support and the support of a gp nice and nice Um, (laughs) no that's 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 excellent um sorry it's excellent in terms of have a diagnosis have a medication as opposed Mm -hmm. to oh i'm delighted you have this condition this is wonderful Uh, (laughs) Um, it's like, oh. makes for an interesting story and it means I never have to spend money on uh, driving lessons or a car it's true this is true yeah um, and you know there's you can never be stuck being the designated driver right? exactly exactly absolutely I mean there has been times in my life where I'm like oh I wish I could drive but in the long run I'm, I feel like I'm really benefiting from this I, I, I'm, I'm telling you I was uh, I can't I can't remember how old I was when my parents first started that kill me for saying this first started saying like you know oh you need to get your license sorted out like this is so I can give you a lift to and from the bar isn't it guys oh uh, wonderful yeah. Yeah. that really makes them sound like alcoholics and that is so not the case <laughs> um, so we will see what the reaction to this episode is um, people like do you want to talk about it <laughs> <laughs> just be like, oh, Sean, you're off the Christmas card list. Yeah, fair, fair. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, in ter- so it sounds like this year, kind of in a way COVID aside, but of course COVID is kind of involved in all of our lives, but this year has been something of a change in terms of you've started with what culture, you've got the diagnosis, you're now moving three hours I want to say, no, I cannot stress how much I have no idea what the geography of England is like. You're like, oh, you live in Leeds. Cool, mm-hmm. cool, cool. Where's that, France? Um, <laughs> you know, okay, not that bad. So how has it been in terms of the amount of events going on in your life in this one year? I feel like three big events with the diagnosis, the moving and the job. I'd, at least I get three because God knows I've done fuck all else for the whole year. <laughs> nothing. Absolutely nothing. There's been like days. I don't know if, if you're the same or if this is going to make me look like a hermit where I haven't left the house for like four days. Oh, yeah. Oh, I'm very glad because I, I never want to say that just in case people are like, oh, yeah, I mean, I go for a walk every day at lunch. But yeah, I get what you mean. I'm like, no, no, I didn't go for a walk. I didn't go to the shops. I didn't go anywhere. I stayed in here right here. <laughs> Yep. Is that like? Have you struggled with that as well? Have you had like times where you don't go anywhere? I I did before. I I moved back in March of this year, and that move was I I now live alone. I just get the little violin out there. But before that, I I was living with somebody else, so you kind of could get away with doing more time not leaving the house because somebody mm-hmm. else could go to the shop. You know, yeah. or, and things like that. You know, if you run out of milk, you'll be like, oh, you know, if you're going to... Until eventually they go, you realise it's been a week and a half. Like, you need to go outside. I think the yeah. longest I've done is two weeks. Um, yeah. And that was... I would like to say I was probably approaching that at some point. I spoke to my mum on the phone about it and she was like, good God, woman, go outside. What is wrong with you? And I was like, 
God, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Grandia opened the window like, ah, it burns! <laughs> um, and then, do you do you find that, so I, I certainly find when, when it does get like that, and then you kind of realise when you're in the middle of it, you're like, oh, grand, cool. Sometimes I can be, you know, oh, I need to get outside for my head, if nothing else. Yeah. Well, because it gets so, like, it starts feeling like you're in a little box. Um, and it's difficult because sometimes I get to the point where I'm like, I get used to being in my box. I don't really want to leave the box. The box is very comfortable. Um, but then the other part of your brain says, but, but this is still a box and you're mm. still in it. Um, so it's like, it's balancing out which one of those voices I'm going to listen to. Um, and eventually it does usually win to going outside. If, if not for anything else, um, sometimes the neighbor's cat comes over and I like to sit on the grass and pet him. Uh, so that's delightful. That is like the nicest, most writery artist thing I've heard in so long. And I say that with pure <laughs> admiration, by the way. That's not a dig. Like, that's just like, oh, yeah. Um, it's very you know. nice. He's that very sweet. Lovely. His name is Tao. He's named after the, the Chinese philosophy Taoism. Um, oh, wow. Like, so he's a badass cat as well, like. I would, if he, if he was to live up to his name, he would be, but he's also just the softest little lump of cat in the world. He couldn't be intimidating if he tried, if he tried to hunt or catch anything, the prey would laugh at him. <laughs> just imagine a mouse being like, no, no. <laughs> this is not how I'm going out. <laughs> you just turn around, this mouse riding on his back. Um, <laughs> oh, that's that's gas and do you find like i think because i know generally the weather's been pretty fantastic this year so with when you do get outside you know after five or six days or something and eventually you crack a window and you smell fresh air and you go oh that's what they were complaining about um do you find when you do go outside will you spend the guts of a day you know the way that you work do you have the time to then go and spend the guts of a day outside or that is one of the absolute hardest things about not being freelance and having the nine to five is that you you kind of don't have a choice in missing the daytime mm. um and when it comes to winter that's a real problem because when it's dark when you start work and dark when you finish work there's no time to get out and about in like the sunlight and especially when it's dark i don't really feel comfortable going on like going on a walk after work um unless it's to go to like the shops and back uh, where it's all street lit and everything. But that's not, not a very fun walk. It's not very scenic. Um, but in the in the summer, I tend to be a lot more productive. I'm a plant person. Um, oh, so nice. I have a little garden in the back. Uh, so I like to spend time out there or I just like sit and read a book in the sun. So yeah, when it's sunny, I try to spend a decent amount of time out there. I really like that. And I also, I will mine you for information when it comes to plants because I'm just, I'm just not good at plants. I want to be. I do. I also have horrific hay fever, which this year has been really, really bad. Yeah. But I want to be a plant person. The, the problem with hay fever as well is that you can either get hay fever that's just generally to the entire environment. It, it just kills you no matter what's happening. Or you can get it to very specific stimuli, but you don't know what that is. You don't know whether it's a specific kind of pollen or a specific kind of flower. I remember I used to work in a bar and every week we'd get uh, fresh like flowers delivered for the tables and to like put around the corners of the room. And um, I was usually fine. One morning we get the new flowers and within 10 minutes I am in tears. 
my eyes are bright red, I'm like all puffy, I keep sneezing. I thought I was gonna die. <laughs> yeah, like 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 it is. It's 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 it can be a little bit embarrassing. I've the same, I've I've worked waitering jobs as well, where you're gonna have a hay fever attack and you're just like I mean, as polite as a customer can be, I'm sure they don't want a big, massive droop of snot sitting on top of their steak or their mm. salad. Uh, unless, look, I don't want to kink shame, but maybe somebody's <laughs> into snot and a salad. Some kinks need to be shamed. We need to admit <laughs> that. Some kinks need to be shamed. All right, we're, 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 we're throwing it down here. If snot and a salad is your thing, you are not welcome in this bar that we are no. about to set up. Mm-mm. No, I'm sorry. There will be a sign on the door listing the things that make you ineligible to enter this bar and that is one of them i'm actually do you know what i'm actually just thinking like joking aside i can't wait to open a bar with you because it's going to be one of two things one there's going to be absolutely no flowers inside but it's also everything's going to be soft surfaces just in mm-hmm. case an attack comes we don't want you to hurt uh, yourself what a selling point you yeah. know a completely soft restaurant we'd have to everything's a waterbed <laughs> everything's water if we say if we do all the drinks in closed containers all right um, that Plastic means, as well. But oh, of course, of course yeah, screw the environment. Um, and because uh, that means we're only one step away from making this a trampoline park. Trampoline parks, no matter how old I get, will always have a special place in my heart. Yeah. Like that, it's a great, it's a great place. We did a couple of nights at like at UD with different societies, going, getting a little drink, going to the like the trampoline place. Sure, a girl did break her leg there once. Um, but you know. That just added to the appeal of going next time and trying not to break anyone's legs. Well, I mean, look, you can only ever aim up, you know what I mean? Uh, sorry, was that, was that a bit of an Arya Stark, Game of Thrones, a girl did it, like, was that yourself? Who <laughs> 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 broke your leg? Luckily, it was not me. Okay, um, cool. Have you ever broken a bow? I have, um, I fractured my, one of my, sh- I was very, very small. I tripped up over a lawnmower cord. Um, and I I mustn't have been more than three or something well luckily when you're that young I I like does it heal better heal quicker I as far as I I think I'm told it was a quick turnaround like I was probably in a cast a couple of weeks and for me as Mm. a kid I was just like okay this sock is heavy you know (laughs) Uh, so (laughs) so yeah I think that's having no idea like oh god why is my one sock so heavy mom what have you done to it (laughs) Patter thud, patter thud, patter thud. Sean's <laughs> coming down the stairs. Um, uh, uh, what What about yourself? Have you had the fun of breaking a bone? Yeah, I was quite young as well. Um, I think I was about eight. Um, I fell off the monkey bars at school. Um, and I, I, re- I really fucked up my arm. Like, I don't know how I managed it, but I did a number on that. Like, um, this is, everyone cringes when I explain what the break was. Um but I, I think you'll be fine. You, you don't seem like a very squeamish person. Not at all. Um, I'm like, bring it on, bring it on. God, I hope she has pictures. <laughs> God, I wish I had pictures, Ashley. Um, basically, when I fell, I landed with my arm kind of turned upside down and like wonky. So when I impacted on the ground, it pushed my arm up to straight, which meant that my two bones either side of my elbow came together and smashed the elbow into about six pieces and then also broke either end of each of the bones that had hit the elbow. Um, so I got a dislocation and a break all in one. And all I remember is looking at my arm and just 
the whole thing was just like a hill. It was all swollen. Just, it wasn't even an arm anymore. I think I'd probably chop the arm off at that point. Uh, how, like how do you fix that i'm sorry the doctors must be wizards how do you fix that like that's it because i'm because obviously we're doing this over zoom call so i'm looking at and you have from what i can see two arms unless you have another one you're yeah. hiding somewhere um so clearly a a fix was done mm. but how, how do you fix that that's my thought is because i know that logically they will have had to go and like find the little bits of bone and put everything back into place including like the muscle because uh, obviously it was a big break i severed a bunch of nerves and broke something called a growth plate which i still don't know what it is but it does mean that my broken arm is about an inch or so shorter than my non-broken arm Ooh, um, that must be fun when looking for shirts <laughs> most of the time you can't tell and then when i tell people and i show them and i put my arms out they're like oh my god it is wow you realize like every um, single video that comes out with you in it going forward everyone's gonna be like uh-huh uh-huh show me the arms what does su- like surprise me is the videos that i have done face to cam so far I, I gesture a lot so people see my arms but from what i can tell nobody's ever commented on my scar and i have a pretty big scar on the arm from the operation mm. nobody's ever mentioned it maybe it's one of the things about you know where do you know where you're in the situation and let's say in an office um and everyone's like chatting away chatting away chatting away and there's one person half of their face is gone but you will not be the one to ask a heavy weekend amy um a bold new look for you no you will just completely pretend that nothing has happened mm-hmm. i wonder People if it's like a bit like that. each other yeah are you gonna ask we, we we all we all we all see this right we we, we see that She's she's got a screwdriver coming out of her arm, yeah. I'm just not just making that up. Okay, cool, cool, cool. She- yeah, but nobody'll say it. I I need to come up with some cool stories. So if anyone ever does ask, I can tell them something much more interesting than I fell off the monkey bars when I was a kid. That's like I would say that's that's a cool story. At least it's a cool story, you know, kind of sorry, childhood injury. So cool. Um like <laughs> as opposed to I tripped over a lawnmower cord. That's I'm 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 horrified by that one. That's not cool. Mum and dad, like, could you not just feckin' abuse me or something? Give me something better to work with. Um Need a better goddamn story. Absolutely, yeah. But at least you were trying to be, you know, you were trying to American ninja warrior as a child. Yeah. Um and unfortunately missed one of the rungs of the monkey bars and sure to the best of athletes, it happens. Yeah. Uh, plus, you can also say, because nobody can ever prove this wrong, is that as you came down, your elbow came down on a child's face, you know? So at least you only shattered the elbow. They're still looking for their other eye. I KO'd someone on the way out. A full, <laughs> like, you know, with the one where they jump off the side of, like, the ring? Oh, yeah. Like this, and just, whoosh, that's what I did, actually. I didn't fall. It was on purpose. There you go. And I you were saying you bitch. don't know anything about wrestling. You've been doing this since you were a kid. <laughs> I was born for this. You're right. Absolutely. I, I think that's it. I'd, I'd say somewhere now, the, ne- the next time you're bored, check, have a look around the body. See if there's a little WC, like, birthmark somewhere on the body. You know, <laughs> oh, my God, hang on. Although, like, WC is also slang for a small toilet, so that would be a very mm. strange birthmark to have. Yeah, there'd be a lot of soul-searching to find the meaning of that. <laughs> it's like, someone else like, Amy, may I ask you a question? You may not. <laughs> no. No, not at all. Not at all. Um, 
What a tangent. <laughs> so, <laughs> I feel like I caused that. I'm so sorry. Not, not at all. This, this is the content we live for. Um, you know, uh, the title of the episode, we, you know, episode whatever. Amy Rapier and the fantastic shattered arm. Um, <laughs> actually, there was a, a, a mate of mine. Um, he's fine now. But mm-hmm. yeah, similar, um, landed on his arm. He was uh, doing construction work at the time. He went down through where there was supposed to be a skylight and they hadn't put the glass in yet. He took one step mm. too far and his elbow came out of his bicep. That is something I can't deal with. I watch, I mean, even like for the amount of disgusting things I have to watch on movies or whatever, mm. there's something about bones coming out through the skin that I can't deal with. I cannot. Like that's, do you know what, that, that's that's the. It's both a good segue because I you'll see where this is going, but it's also a good point. Like, as humans, we watch some pretty mucked up shit. Like we're kind of like, oh wow, we just saw someone got fed through a wood chipper, and a lot of the times we just won't blink. And yet, mm. this idea of like, that's that's all supposed to be on the inside. We're not supposed to see that kind of stuff. Do you no. find? now that with the horrific injuries you have been through in your life do you ever catch yourself watching a horror movie going like oh oh god i have to look away i can't i can't see that there yeah there is definitely there are certain things i'm sure it's the same for everyone um that there are certain things that just deeply upset you like your brain processes what you're watching and says why why are you looking at that stop it so one of them is the bones through the skin and then, pretty mundane, I think it's probably quite common that in horror movies, I cannot quite deal with anything gruesome being done to children or animals. Mm. And I know that's what a lot of really gruesome horrors are, because it's all shock factor. It's like, obviously, nobody ever wants to see a child or a baby be hurt. So they do that because they know it's going to upset you. It's going to horrify you. Um, I can't deal with it. Um, that's another thing that just... Ugh, shuts me off um eyes anything being done to eyeballs yeah how do you feel about that oh uh, there the two scenes come straight to mind uh from two different films one is hostile one is brightburn um mm-hmm. uh i mean everyone yeah. who's squeamish about eyes maybe skip this bit uh hostile you know you kind of see you know what? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Everyone who's seen the film knows exactly what we're talking about. Um, yeah. And then Brightburn, Shard of Glass. Have you seen um, Lucio Fulci's zombie with the, uh, the the wood, the wood splinter? Oh, I'm delighted to say I haven't seen it. Um, should I avoid? On merit of the fact they made it pretty darn well. It's not a new movie. Mm. It looks very convincing so it's up to you whether that means you should or shouldn't watch it this really looks like there's a big wooden splinter oh i'm so checking (laughs) that the hell is wrong with me that's the thing it's very impressive because it does it looks very realistic especially considering how that it was made quite a while ago but at the same time it's like oh god did it it really need to look so real (laughs) (laughs) just just the the initial critical reaction of well done I, I can we call the police, please? Um, I, I'm worried. I'm worried about who made this. That's a cannibal holocaust. Wasn't the director brought up on charges and they had to have the actors actually appear in court to go like, no, 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 they're alive. Mm. 
Yeah, that's happened. There's a, oh god, there's another film, Blair Witch Project. They pulled the same stunt mm. where um, they tried to they made the actors sign a contract that they would stay out of the public eye for like a year, so that people would think that they actually had gone missing. Um, same with Cannibal Holoca- Holocaust. That was also the film that uh, caused new laws to be introduced in terms of animal abuse and film sets because mm. all of it's real. Um, I, I, I hadn't personally actually watched the film because it's having just said I don't like children or animals being hurt. Not going to be the one for me. Yeah, no, no. There's a there, there, there's a few um, film critics who I tend to follow, but one has specifically said one the exact same reason yourself. It will not cover Cannibal Holocaust just for the fact of look. It's one thing. You know, oh, look, the puppet dog got shot, which is bad enough. I'm like, I still don't want to see that. But if yeah. if it's really happening, uh, Friday the 13th, an actual snake gets chopped in half. I didn't realize this until quite recently. And it's and apparently the snake handler had, he was told, bring your snake to set. We need a snake for this scene. And it was his pet. And then someone goes at it with a machete. I did not know that. Yeah. Can you? Do, how mortifying would that be? That's terrible. Oh yeah, no, he was not. But understandably, he was like, "What the hell are you?" No, and the, the anyway, yes, poor choices were made, because uh, oh that's the only problem with that film. Um, oh dear God! It's yeah, that's yeah, no other. Not problems. at all. Not a single. Problem. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. Best, uh, best uh, series in cinema history. So. If so, we're coming up just, just kind of. I, I feel like we could go on all evening, um, and which we may, I might stop the recording. We might continue talking all evening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so sorry to everyone who's really doing this, but in terms of say to to kind of kind of bring it. So we're you're working with what culture and you're working on the horror channel. What would be your main passion in terms of cinema? Would horror now have taken that place, or do you have? Anything else like like this is no no this is my happy space this is where I, where I stay. Mm. That's really difficult actually. Um, this is going to sound really wanky, but like I think it's hard to limit um, your your passion for like film to one genre because I think the thing that what it all boils down to for me is I want a film that will make me feel strongly some kind of emotion it's easy to passively watch movies Mm. or to watch movies and you're engaged in them but fundamentally they don't really do much for you like they don't really evoke anything in you um but the most recent movie that i watched that really made me feel a lot of things um i don't know how many of the like oscar nominated films you saw um but i fell in love with minari because it just, I don't know, there was something really special about that film to me that made me really feel a lot of things. And that's also something that you can do with horror, which a lot of people don't realise. One of my favourite examples is a film called Relic, um, which is, on the surface, it's like, ooh, spooky old lady, maybe witch in woods, (laughs) ah. Um, And really, it's about Alzheimer's. It's about, like, losing a, a beloved family member, not being able to stop it, oh. about someone you love rotting from the inside out. And good God, that film did things to me. I that's Is that a relatively recent one? Um, there's two generations yeah. of a family and then... Yeah, it's, okay, yes. Yeah, it's all... It's three female generations. There's the, the grandmother, who is the one who has the dementia. Mm. 
and then her daughter and her granddaughter come to take care of her because it opens with that she's gone missing and her neighbor has called them and said like we haven't seen her um i think i think it's the neighbor um and then they they go searching for her and she just turns up just in the kitchen one morning they're like oh we've been we've been looking for you but here you are and that but there's something wrong and it's just this long elaborate allegory um for the decay of the mind and how it tests your relationships and your family and the kind of the pain of maybe in some ways becoming a bit scared of someone you love um because i think that's something with alzheimer's and dementia and things that people don't think about is that sometimes when your like beloved family member is very confused and scared they can become quite scary they can lash out and it's pure it's because they're scared and so it tackles some really difficult stuff like that and i just thought it was a stunning stunning movie um i i completely take your point like there's so many films that would fly under the radar that you know they won't get the you know the billion dollar box office because for one they're not aimed at that that's not the point i'm trying to think of like you know avengers endgame relic um (laughs) (laughs) well this this took thor in a new direction um but uh (laughs) but yeah so well look amy thank you so much for coming on and talking to me this evening this has been so much fun Thank you very much for having me. This has been lovely. Oh, it's my, my my genuine pleasure. Um, it's been it's been lovely having a bit more of a chat with you because I think the last few times we've been talking, alcohol has been involved. Um, and Zoom calls. Oh, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and then there were the other times where there was uh, Christmas parties. But uh, yeah, that we, we don't talk about. That, yeah. <laughs> um, but look, so where can people find you online uh, if they want to ah, reach yes. out, get in touch, uh, send you money? You know all these things. <laughs> This time to plug myself. Absolutely, um, yeah. I have a fascinating Twitter where I tweet lots of really clever and insightful things, and also pictures of the neighbor's cat, um, which everyone will enjoy. I'm very sure of. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just at Amy Rapier, um, and I'm I'm that on pretty much everything, um, the Instagram, the Twitter, all that kind of thing. Just at Amy Rapier. Cool. Thank you for keeping that handy, because uh, <laughs> you, you know yourself when you're like you know kind of say your your name is you know. Jane Doe or something. I'm gonna go and sign up for a, and you can catch me on Jane Doe. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Epsilon, gamma. You know, the little another at sign maybe. Yeah. Throw in a dash, yeah. a backward slash. Yeah. Two. Yeah. <laughs> Finishing strong. Yeah. Um. Thank you so much. Thank you so much uh, for coming on and chatting to me. And yeah, thanks for being you. It has been a pleasure. And that is everything for my podcast this week, guys. Thanks so much for joining. Uh, Whether you agree with everything we said or think we're wonderful or, frankly, think we're on crack, let us know. You can reach out by getting in touch on Twitter at Sean Ferrick. If you enjoyed what you heard and you want to become a part of the gang, head on over to patreon.com forward slash Sean Ferrick. There you can get early access to the episodes before they air and you can also suggest upcoming episodes as well. We will be back next week with another episode of You're on Crackmate. Until then, I've been Sean and you've been awesome. <laughs>